before we get started today on the show, I want to kind of give everybody a quick primer on uh, the American League East, which is a big part of what we're going to be talking about. There are five teams in that division. Standings of today, as of June 15th on a Tuesday, Rays are at the top with a win-loss record of 43 wins, 24 losses. Red Sox, three games behind, 40 wins, 27 losses. Blue Jays, who we're going to look at hard today because they've got a lot of growth and they're making a big difference in the American League East. I expect to see them grow. Blue Jays right now are 33 games wins, 31 losses. Yankees, 33 wins, 32 losses. Orioles, 22 wins and 43 losses. So four of the five teams are above 500 in their winning percentage with the Orioles lagging behind 20 games. So I'm expecting a lot of good things out of the Blue Jays. They really seem to be on an upper swing. And we'll talk to Brent Carney about this in just a second. Welcome to Baseball Biz. I'm Mark Carpenter, host. And with me today, we have a very, very special guest, Mr. Brent Carney of The Carney Show. How you doing today, Brent? Mark, I am uh, doing well. Doing well. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it very we, much. We are very happy to have you here. And for folks who don't know, you should check Brent out on The Cardi Show. Now, they can find it, I guess, just about on any directory. And let's see, also on Twitter, let's see, they can find you, what, at uh, Cardi Show It Up? Is that right? Yeah, Cardi Show It Up. And uh, like you said, Mark, you can find The Cardi Show anywhere you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Amazon. The Cardi Show is there for your listening pleasure. Well, we, we welcome you here today. And some of the things I want to talk to you about, Brent, uh, is regarding pretty much, obviously, your major focus is with the Blue Jays. Yeah. And you and I both have teams in the AL East. I, I myself live down here in Tampa. You're in uh, London, Ontario, if I'm correct on that. Yes, sir. All right. And we both we both love our teams. And I think both of I think anybody who's not a Red Sox or a Yankees fan, it's like one of the other three teams in the AL East. Yeah. <laughs> so but this year, this year, the, the Blue Jays and the Rays have woken up some of the national media. And yeah. as well they should. So I want to talk about the What's happening with you guys? I mean, I'm looking here recently, and on a recent baseball biz show, I was talking about the Astros kind of shaking things up for everybody. Sure. And, you know, they were coming in, and they're actually playing more games in the AL East than the Yankees between, let's see, May and June. But you guys, let's see what uh, you all, you faced them in the first part of June. And let's see, see you all won one of the three. I'm just looking at the strengths of what all people are going to see here. Now with the White Sox, which is, these guys are unbelievable. And the Rays played them for the first game in a three-game series last night. And just, it's terrifying to me when we're playing them. They've got so much talent. Uh, You guys will see, uh, you won one of the three. And that was a six to two. And of course, my favorite is you guys with the Red Sox, man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a good series. It was uh I think the Jays could have won all four, to be honest with you. Uh especially last night. Uh Nathan Avaldi went six and two thirds, shut the lineup in. That's a big 
Big outing for the Red Sox after your team gives up 18 runs. Yeah. Went to the bottom of the ninth, two out. Vladdy, of course, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. tied it up. And then uh, the Jays uh, lost last night uh, when Rafael Devers uh, doubled home Alex Verdugo. And uh, those games, all four games, have been close. And the problem with Toronto, Mark, I, 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 don't, I know you guys in Tampa are not having this problem, but it's the back end of the bullpen. Everybody's been decimated by injuries, yeah. uh, especially uh, the Jays. When you think about it, they brought in Kirby Yates. Kirby Yates uh, out for the season. David Phelps out for the season. Julian Merriweather was uh, closing games to start the year. And uh, he should be back probably uh, beginning of July. Ryan Barucki uh, made the transition from starter to reliever. Um, and uh, he's had injury history as well. We don't know when Ryan Baraki is going to be back. So uh, Jordan Romano, that guy, the bearded guy who does the weird thing that you guys look at, right? Uh, Canadian boy as well. Uh, he's been closing games. But again, he's had arm fatigue. He's had an injury history. So you can't necessarily throw him out on back-to-back nights. So I feel for Charlie Montoyo right now. And there's a lot of people, Mark. I don't know if you're tuned into the Blue Jays social media, but they – uh they don't want Charlie to be around next year. And I just, I don't think it's fair because at the end of the day, what else is he supposed to do? He's just putting guys out there. And uh, we talked about this in the latest episode of the Cardi Show. What What's he supposed to do? He's he's trying to get the bullets out of guys who have not been in these spots before. And uh, the Jays have to address the bullpen. They have to address third base. It's Kevin Biggio. He's a, a great hitter. Gets on base. Uh, has the potential to be a guy that can hit 20, 25 home runs, drive in 75, probably steal 20 bases. But he can play third base, but you don't want him there every day. And uh, I think at some point you need to put him either back at second base, maybe put him at first, uh, maybe just do do what the Rays did with Ben Zobrist and uh, put him everywhere. So the, that's what's happening right now in Toronto. Um, I think we feel confident about this team. But you mentioned your team, the Tampa Bay Rays, continue, continuously getting overlooked. And uh, I don't know why at the start of the year nobody was talking about them, right? They were in the World Series, right? Yeah, I don't know if <laughs> everybody that, forgot yeah. that. Even if it was a weird 2020 World Series, this is a good club. It's a oh. good club. You guys traded away Willie Adamas and you haven't missed a beat. And look what Willie Adamas has done for the Brewers. Yeah, I mean, I think some players just magnify once they, they leave a team, and that's certainly the case with Willie. And we all have players we love. You know? sure. we, lo- we love their performance, and we love them as an individual, what they do with the team. The energy that Willie brought as far as the excitement, the celebrations he would do when a player came in either from a home run or whatever, those sort of things added a dimension to watching the game, and I know it added a dimension to those players. As well, and you wonder who's going to step up with that. If you were going to look at the Blue Jays right now, who is a person in that dugout or even on the field, maybe who generates a lot of excitement, who who grabs the heart of the team and shares that that with them? Who, who would you say is that? Oh, there's an easy one. That's Vladimir Guerrero Jr. That guy is just uh, he is the heartbeat of this team right now, and uh, George Springer. Toronto, believe it or not, signed him in the offseason, and uh, he's played four games. Yeah. And uh, I don't know where this club will 
be without Vladdy's contribution. And it's no shot at Teoscar Hernandez, who is another guy who brings a lot of high energy. Uh, same with Boba Shet. Another guy that I was really excited, Mark, of the uh, start of the year that they brought in was Marcus Semyon. Marcus Semyon is a good ball player. He stays in the game. He plays good defense. He hits for home runs. He's got speed. He gets on base. And Vladdy has just been something else this year. Remember, there's a lot of people that wrote him off last year, myself included. If I were to extend a big 14-year contract like San Diego did with Tatis, I wouldn't have done it with Vladdy last year, but I'm pretty, I'm more than happy to do it right here, right now. And that guy's just brought energy. You can see, and that's kind of a parallel between the Rays and the Blue Jays, is that the clubhouse, all these guys like each other. You know what I mean? They're around, they're talking, they're talking baseball. And that creates to a, a winning team. Like Biggio, Bichette, Guerrero, they all played together through the minors, right? I, I'm not familiar with Tampa, but I imagine a lot of those guys. I'm sure Walls and uh, Brett Phillips. And uh, I know Yandy Diaz came over in the trade, but right. a lot of those guys played together. So. That's the thing. There's a lot of camaraderie. There's a lot of history. These guys know each other very well, and they like each other. But sorry, long story short, to answer your question, 100% Vladdy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad you gave us the depth on there. But, yeah, Vladdy is it, man. I look at this guy, and he made a commitment on the offseason, too. What he, yep. he dropped a lot of weight, you know, and, and his intensity, you know, on the, up there when he's at bat is, is huge. But you also still get kind of a – there's a human being behind that intensity. Oh, yeah. There's a there's a friendliness, and I'm just so glad to see him there. I mean, I look at you guys, and I say, okay, when's Springer coming back? You know, that's that's one guy. I, I look at Marcus Simeon to see, yeah, that's fantastic. And uh, you guys got another junior who makes a difference on the team as well. How's he doing anyway? Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Um, he's doing good. I think the thing with Lourdes is that there's a lot of trade talk. Uh, going into the offseason because the Jays signed Springer. You know, the thought was Springer is going to play center. Uh, Randall Gritchick, who was under contract, was another guy that was subject to trade talks. And I'm pretty sure most people thought that the Jays were not going to move on to Oscar Hernandez. Hey, Oscar uh, kind of did what has done what Edwin Encarnacion did. And for anybody who is not familiar with that, Edwin, when he came to the Blue Jays, he played third base. He played terrible defense. Um, he could hit for power, but um, he wasn't getting the max out of the swing. Goes to Las Vegas, comes back, and, you know, he's a perennial 35, 40 home run guy. Well, Teoscar couldn't play defense worth a shit. <laughs> he went down to Buffalo and uh, worked on his craft with Devon White. Uh, Devon White, the center fielder from the 92-93 Jays and the 97 Marlins. Um and then he started getting his swing. Yeah, you know, he started hitting the ball better. Last year, he plays a really solid right field uh, while the Jays are playing in Buffalo. And uh, I think he was pretty high up. I don't think he won the Silver Slugger, but he was pretty damn close. And now this year, he's played right. He's played left. Not a lot of defensive miscues. He's got 10 home runs. He's got a 290 batting average. His on base is 340, which is pretty respectful. Of the, uh, you know, in these days of Major League Baseball. So they weren't going to move up to Oscar. Now back to Lourdes. Uh, Lourdes last year hit 300. And now Lourdes started struggling this year. Um, he took some silly chances and left, but he's got a cannon. He's leading the league in assists. 
And the bat's coming around now. I think he's hit 330 in his last uh, uh, 14 games. And sweet. Uh, he's about 267, 265 uh, when it comes to batting average for a year. And I know no one cares about batting average, but uh, I always thought, you know, it's a it's a mark of what a good hitter is. Right. Uh, the power is going to come back. He's a 20 home run guy. And uh, as far as what happens when Springer comes back, I don't think they know, know what the hell is going to happen. I think Lourdes might be playing a little more first base. Um, but we, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Excuse me, you need that depth. You need the depth. And I think that's the one thing the Jays have learned. You know, they brought up Jonathan Davis, who's a speedy center fielder, a guy who can play all three spots. Uh, BGO's played some outfield this year as well. And there's another guy in Trenton, I call it Buffalo, but Forrest Wall, uh, who is a guy who came over in a trade with the Colorado Rockies, who's about uh, due to make an appearance in the big leagues as well. He's playing really well down there. So Lourdes is playing well. Let's see what happens when Springer comes back. It's nice to have that depth for sure. Well, well, I, I'm glad to see that. I, I know being a Rays fan, you know, just uh, the last couple of days, some action. Like I said, you get favorites. You, you see somebody's evolving. And uh, Brassell was a guy who's with us. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. he went down to AAA. Yeah, I know. You know, it's when it comes to management, you scratch your head half the time. But the results have been so great, it's hard to. At least we're keeping it. And first base has been busy with the Rays. We had Yoshi, you know. We had Choi. We've got uh, Yandi, you know. And we had Nate Lowe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lowe, not Lau, that one. <laughs> and the, we, it was so crowded with, with people. Now, a lot of those people you can put elsewhere, you know. You, maybe you can put them at third for the part of the time. Maybe you even put them at, well, maybe not elsewhere. But uh, it gets to be crazy. And it's, it's a good problem to have. I just hate to see a talent like Brassell be sent down. I'm so happy to see Joy back. But by the same token, it's like, oh, my gosh, don't, don't. He's done so much. Don't do this to him. And Cash, the manager Cash is even, you know, he's disappointed that that move had move had happened, but that's part of the game. Well, it's very rare that uh, when Tampa calls up a player that's played in the big leagues that they have to send him down. Yeah. Especially for a guy that was not underperforming like Brasso once, right? And uh, you mentioned about Brasso. You can play first. You can play second. You can play third. I'm sure if you throw him in left, he'll be just fine. But, you know, it, it's now uh, a problem of you got too many of those players and you got to find playing time. So I guess that's uh, what's going on for Mike Brasso. Yeah, that's the case. I mean, and, you know, some people have even made some comparisons like like yourself when you were talking about Zobrist earlier. And mm-hmm. they've made some uh Comparisons there, so we'll see. Let me jump to something else here for a moment. Um, you know, this year, well, this past year and a half, COVID has just killed a lot of things with baseball. And it certainly has, as far as the Toronto Blue Jays being able to play in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was like, last year, what's going to happen? And then uh, the minor leagues pretty much got canceled. And then, well, then there's a place, there's a home someplace for the Blue Jays and say, well, we, we've got that place in Buffalo. And as my co-host Brandon often says, well, you know who the best team in New York is. <laughs> and I said, that's right, it's the Blue Jays. So, <laughs> but uh, looking for a moment, I mean, you guys started out this year, you know, at, at Tech Data in Dunedin, which is just down the road from me, and love to watch there. But uh, in Florida, 
even when it's not hurricane season, you can have a lot of rain, you can have a lot of wind. And you guys performed excellent down here. It was, it was great to watch, you know, Vladdy there as well. And the ball's going out of the, the ballpark. Uh, even that ball, what's that ball hawk? Uh, Zach Hampel. Oh, <laughs> I had him on my podcast once, and now he's just an arrogant, arrogant. <laughs> but yeah. well, sorry. There is, that. there is that. Sorry for my bad language. <laughs> I'll be, I'll believe that. <laughs> Appreciate but, that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he it was interesting because he was actually doing a bit where he was outside of tech data, waiting to catch a ball, maybe a foul from Vladdy or or some other ones out. It, but looking at at where where the Blue Jays have had to hang their hat. I mean, there and initially this year, fifteen percent in a in a minor league stadium wasn't going to be many fans there. But now, what, June, they're able to actually come up to Buffalo. And how's the team felt? How have the fans felt about, about these moves and the team have to be in one location or another? Well, you mentioned Dunedin, uh, TD Ballpark, and uh, it's kind of hard because you had a lot of Rays fans, right? Like yourself, Sharon, uh, for the Rays. Uh, you know, the Jays didn't have a home field advantage, right? Right. And that was that was a bit of a problem, you know. They had their performance center, not their, I know why I call it performance center, the player development complex um, there as well. And now they've they've moved back up to Buffalo. Buffalo is uh, run by some great people, uh, the Ridge family. Uh, Mike Biskowski is the president of operations for the Buffalo Bisons. Uh, in turn, working with Mark Shapiro, they've done a great job uh, renovating the clubhouses, moving the bullpens to the outfield. And uh, Salem Field was uh, the maximum capacity, I believe, is 18,000. And that was reduced because Buffalo tried to get a baseball team uh, in 1991. And they lost to the Marlins. And uh, Buffalo is a good city. They're, they're good people. You know, they're not, it's nice and close to the border. So they're going to have Blue Jays fans show up and share what they've had. Uh, they're having a good time down there, and that's great to see because they deserve it. They've been so good. That relationship uh, when it comes to player development between Toronto and Buffalo is fantastic. I don't know why it uh, didn't occur sooner, but it's been great. And now you're seeing the benefits of that. Stalin Field is a beautiful ballpark. And look, you can uh, have, uh, you know, doesn't matter how many people you have in the stands. The mound's going to be 60 feet, 6 inches. The base paths are still going to be 90 feet. The outfield's still 400 dead center and I think 390 down the lines. So it's it's the same dimensions. They're going to have more fans right now in Buffalo than they will in Toronto if they went back to Toronto. Um, if they are going to go back to Toronto, I think it's end of August, if I were to make a guess. But uh, you never know. Uh, you know. Things change with COVID every minute, as as you guys are aware. And oh, yeah. we'll see what happens. But Buffalo has been a great ballpark. A lot of the guys have played in Buffalo. They're familiar with the city, how things work. So it's not been a problem. It's been tough. I mean, no doubt about it. What they've done is impressive, making the playoffs last year, floating above, five, floating above 500 still. So we'll see what happens. But uh, this is a good, young, resilient ball club. And I think... Um, it's going to bring the team closer together, going about planning to need now going to Buffalo. And I'm sure at some point uh, they'll end up in Toronto before the end of the year. Well, I'm looking forward to it because I just think any home team out, I'd like to see them play in their hometown. But yeah. you know, the, the advantage of Buffalo being so close is 
a lot closer than Dunedin. Yeah. So, so I, I'm glad to see that. I mentioned earlier that there was no minor league season last year. And Correct. where they're at now, the Buffalo Bisons, are they playing there? Or are they are they Buffalo's, uh So with the minor league realignments, um, there was a whole bunch of teams that shifted organizations, shifted levels. Uh, the American Association had some teams become minor league affiliates. Some teams moved there. Whole bunch of uh, Appalachian League teams formed their own uh, MLB draft league. And as far as the Bisons go, they are playing in Trent, New Jersey. So the Trent Thunder, they're a longtime affiliate of the New York Yankees. They went with another uh, city that escapes my mind right now. But Buffalo has been playing in Trenton. And uh, I imagine once uh, the Jays leave Buffalo back to Toronto, whether it's uh, the end of this year or it's 2022, Buffalo will be back playing at Salem Field. Well, I was glad to see that the, the folks at Salem Field were able to convert it to be acceptable with MLB you know, standards and lighting, all of that. And I know when our Rays went to play here, I was looking at the, the housing, the tents they had back there. So, you know, the still, it's like, wow. I mean, if you have to pull something together, you may not, everything may not be ideal, but daggone it, if they didn't do a fantastic job, you know, making that and, and converting it to, to something that was going to be acceptable and workable with Major League Team. Yeah. No, the, the people in Buffalo are great. They're great people. I've had them on my podcast many times uh, from announcers back in the day, Ben Wagner, uh, Pat Malacaro a couple weeks ago, Mike Biskowski I've had on. The, the rich baseball operations people are great people. And uh, I couldn't be happier for the city of Buffalo. They deserve a major league team. As far as I'm concerned, at the best of times, you know, if you're good enough to host an NHL hockey team, if you're good enough to host a, a football team, why not have a baseball team? Yeah. Why not? I, I think it works. And they won't admit it. You know, I, they're telling me they're happy with the Bisons and uh, all the more all the more power to them. Uh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, I think they're going to enjoy the, enjoy the process. And uh, they deserve it, man. So I hope they enjoy it. Well, thank you. I appreciate your insight on that. Because like I said, I've, it's been interesting to watch. And I look forward to the day that, that they're uh, able to play back in Toronto as well. Now, let me ask you about that um, five-man rotation. And one guy I definitely want to hear you talk about is Alec Manoa. So Alec Manoa uh, has made four starts now. Pitched last night against the Boston Red Sox. Uh, dominated Triple at the start of the year. He's a guy that uh, I'd like to see if he could – Get a little more economical with his pitches. He could get through seven. Maybe he could get through eight. But right now he's getting through six. And, uh, you know, his opening day start, Yankee, or opening start, uh, against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium, six shutout innings. You're going to take that every time. Last night at Fenway, six innings, one run. You're going to take that every time. Uh, the other two starts in between was a four inning start against the Marlins. And I want to say it was a five inning start against the White Sox. I could be wrong, but, uh, Power guy, 95, 96. He's got a really good slider. The slider, um, he's just got to watch the arm angle. He's got kind of, if you can see my arm, he's got this uh, delivery like this, right? Kind of cuts across. And uh, it really provides good good deception. You know, it's yeah. very deceiving. And uh, he's, he just has to uh, get a little more break on that slider. He's got to work on the changeup. He didn't throw a lot of changeups last night. 
Fastball sits at 95, between 93 and 95. And uh, it, it's a good pitch. Uh, he's got to make sure to keep it down, though. He doesn't want to elevate it. But again, uh, what I've seen is he's got this bulldog-like mentality. And, uh, you know, he, another high-energy guy. We talked about Vladdy being a high-energy guy. But I think this guy is a high-energy guy as well. I think he's going to be fine. I don't think um, it's hard to have expectations for a guy who just came up. I know a lot of people think he's going to be the next Verlander or Kershaw or... Uh, Put a lot of high expectations. Strasburg. Early yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, he's doing just fine. And if he keeps doing what he's doing, if he keeps going five, six innings, as a Blue Jays fan, I'm happy with that. I don't know what the rest of Blue Jays Twitter is like, but whatever. Uh, he, he's going to be just fine, I think. He's got a, he's got a good head between his ears. Uh, he's a good dude, and uh, I look forward to seeing what he can do. Great. I, I likewise, I know watching him out there against the Yankees and watching Judge swing and go down on one knee. Yeah. <laughs> trying to hit Manoa. I was like, woof. And I'm sorry. I take a little pleasure when I see the Yankees struggling anyway. But uh, you and me both. <laughs> so I was I was so glad to see him deliver some of that. Uh, but, but by the way, you guys are going to be facing those dogs here. Was it starting today? A three-day? They're coming up to Buffalo? Or <laughs> yeah. Say over three, to Buffalo? Uh, yeah. Three-game uh, three game, uh road trip or uh, for the Yankees against the uh, Blue Jays at Salem Field. That will be interesting. So I'm going to be watching that closely too. And, and talking, going back to what I originally was saying, as far as the rotation, um, what about, let's see, of course, Robbie Ray. I, I, I'm, if we're facing him, I'm always scared. Of course, Ria, Ria you as well. And who are the uh, Merriweather at the bullpen? I know he's out right now. Those are so, names that come to mind. Sorry, go ahead. So you have Hinjin Ryu, who's pitching tonight. Uh, you have Robbie Ray, as you mentioned. Robbie Ray has been fantastic since coming over from Arizona. Steven Matz just recently hit the COVID IL list. Matz was acquired for uh, three frames minor leaguers from the New York Mets. He's been okay. Um, you know, he's just got to try and figure out how to uh, get guys out between innings five and seven. Uh you know, once he figures that out, he'll be fine because the first four innings, he's fantastic. First time through the order. It's the second time through the order where guys figure him out. Uh, Ross Stripling uh, was acquired from the Dodgers last year. He had some problems at the start of this year. He's made some mechanical adjustments, and he's done pretty well for the most part uh, since those mechanical adjustments. Uh, you know, he pitched well against the Rays, uh, seven innings of one-run baseball as a bulk guy, and then they started him against the Astros, five innings and one run ball. So same against the Red Sox the other night as well. So he's done pretty well. He just has to keep the ball down and keep doing what he's doing. Uh, be a little more aggressive in the strike zones. So you got Stripling. You've got Manoa we talked about. Robbie Ray, who's been uh, very good with his fastball and slider. Ryu, who's always good. And uh, Matt, who's on the COVID IL. Well. A moment ago, you were saying some things about some uh, some fans ready to go ahead and take Montoya to test, saying, you know what, mm-hmm. it's not happening. But I, I look at the Blue Jays and I say, it is happening, okay? I'm looking here, let's see, the last 10 games, yeah, well, four out of six. But who you've been playing and what you've achieved on those is huge. Yeah. To me, that tells me, those games tell me, <laughs> here we are, you know, here's Toronto. We're going to come. And I, I shake every time we, we face you guys. I shake you a whole lot more than I 
Do you yeah, really? Because, yeah. Because the, every time we face the Rays, it feels like we're just getting our asses handed to us. Well, it's just that you've got so much talent out there. The possibility is huge. Uh, more so, I'm more, <laughs> I feel more afraid when you guys are up there than the Yankees. And hmm. yeah, I, I think, well, because the Yankees have sl- are slacking so much. And Boone's getting his butt handed to him by the fans, too. But, yeah, he is. But, but Charlie, now, why, why would Charlie Montoya, is there, is there a resentment? Because I still see a lot of strength and a, a lot of potential for the rest of the season from Blue Jays. It's bullpen management that people have the problem with. People think that, uh, so last night, I'll give you a perfect example. Last night, he brought in Rafael Dolis. Rafael Dolis was kind of the guy closing games out towards the end of last year. And uh, Dolis, of course, lost the game. And people thought Jordan Romano should have been in. Jordan Romano at the moment is the closer for the Jays. And Charlie said in his press conference that, well, Romano's the closer. And it's not a closing situation. Why am I going to bring him in? Why am I going to bring Romano in in the bottom of the ninth if I take a lead? And then I would bring Dolis in or I would bring Trent Thornton in. Um, so a lot of people are, are really critical of his bullpen management right now. A couple of weeks back, uh, Tyler Shoutwood is a guy who came over in free agency. He, uh, had a, a game, I believe it was against the Rays where he walked to be a slow day. He got two outs and then Charlie pulled him to bring in lefty Travis Bergen. I want to fa- I want to say it was to face Kima and Choi, but I could be wrong. So. Fast forward to a couple of weeks later in a seven inning game against Cleveland. And uh, we don't, we don't use the team name up here, Mark, just so your American friends are aware. We don't use the Cleveland team name here in Canada anymore. So let's get rid of that Cleveland team name. Let's change into something else. Let's make them spatters. <laughs> yeah. All right, whatever. Uh, the fellers, the eerie people, I don't know, <laughs> but the Cleveland baseball team will do it like the Cleveland baseball team. So, uh, Cleveland baseball team, they play a seven-inning doubleheader. Stripping goes five innings. He uses Dolis and uh, Romano in that game to get the win. Uh, same same thing. Jays have the lead. Chatwood walks the bases loaded. Charlie leaves him in there. And Chatwood uh, walks, runs in. And they have to bring in Anthony Castro. So ever since that moment, they have been critical of Charlie and his bullpen management. And uh, you know how people overreact you know how people don't have patience uh they want him gone they want somebody that can manage a bullpen and uh i just don't think it's fair i think charlie's doing the best he can with what he's working with yeah patience is a difficult thing to cultivate in in some fans and um if a couple games go awry you know what's what's going to happen god knows kevin cash has gotten the tampa bay rays managers gotten uh, some grief and off and on will continue to. We all know last year with the World Series Game 6 and Blake Snell being pulled, my gosh, uh, the fallout from that on cash was just huge. But the thing of it was that in everything else he was looking at, that was that was the best choice. And now that it, it kind of departing a little bit, looking at Blake Snell and some of the things he's done recently, they, they need to pull him quick from a couple of games with the Padres too. So I wish him well, but people don't see the long game. And, and these managers have to do that. They have to look and say, that closer, do I need to put him in now? Oh, as long as we're talking about closers, I'm jumping over the place, but how about a Rodis Chapman? <laughs> yeah, he's uh, sad. You know, you expected better. They're getting Britain back, though. I mean, yeah. that could be interesting. 
Yeah, and folks, if you don't know what I'm referring to, is Robles Chapman recently came in as a closer. He's just, he's a fantastic closer. He can throw speed like none other. And five earned runs on his watch. Five earned runs. So that was a little amazing. I do want to focus on the Blue Jays that there is a popularity and that there is an acknowledgement of their talent because I'm thinking of the All-Star game. I see these numbers are from yesterday, so they may have changed. I apologize for that. But I'm looking for American League, and I'm seeing first base and second base leaders as far as votes are Vladdy Jr. and Simeon. So we got two guys there. The second place for shortstop is Boba Shett, second to Xander Bogarts. Uh, see outfielder Hernandez and Grichu come in, uh, come in second. But you've got two guys right here at the top position being voted for in in the American League, American League All Star. So I mean, there's some still some time to how it's going to go out. Hey, and people, don't forget vote early and vote often. You can vote five times a day for whoever you want to, and you can find that probably on any any MLB site, any team site. But Looking at that popularity, you know, people realize the value of those Blue Jay players. Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. And I think, uh, you know, when you see more Blue Jay segments on MLB Network and you see more Blue Jay segments maybe on ESPN, which I don't get here, so I'm just taking a guess, yep. uh, you're, you're going to see that. And Vladdy's uh, yeah, been great. He's a generational talent, just like Tatis is. Same with Bichette, generational talent, no doubt about it. Gertrick and Teoscar have had great years this year, and I, and, uh, I expect uh, they'll be just fine. And it, it's great to see. You know, it's great for uh, for player development. I mean, that's a credit to Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro as well. You know, I don't credit them often, but uh, you got to tip your cap and uh, just say, hey, you know, you guys have done well. And uh, Mark Simeon. Talked about Simeon earlier. He's a good ball player, and uh, dude's going to get paid. The dude is going to get paid uh, when the season is done, no doubt about it. So it, it's a great time. It's great to see. Well, I'm excited too to see with uh, when Merriweather comes back. You know, when Springer comes back, and it will make an impact. I, I hear some teams who complain about injuries, and the God's honest truth is, we're all suffering out there. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Anytime I hear the Yankees complain about injuries, I say, yeah, well, guess what? There's a lot of other folks out there doing the same suffering, too. So yeah. hold up your hand, and, and I send my uh, send my sympathies to Yankee Stadium. But tonight, <laughs> I am so excited about you guys facing the Yankees for three games. And I'm looking forward to you guys to hand it, handing it to them at least twice and maybe go ahead and sweep them when they come in. I'd like that just as much as anybody else. I mean, uh, this is an important time for baseball right now. You know, this June to mid-July stretch, you're going to start to see uh, the competitors or the competitive teams separate from the pretenders, I think. You know, you might see one team have a bounce back, but this little uh, 60, 70-day stretch of ball games, we're going to see who's going to run away with divisions and who's going to, you know – get a lead in the wild card. And we're going to see uh, those uh, those teams separate from the bottom to the top. We're going to figure out who the buyers and the sellers are. So it's an exciting time, Mark, to be a baseball fan. 
It is. And, you know, who knows, maybe we'll be up there with you guys soon in a couple of years in uh, in Montreal. I don't know. I keep seeing Vancouver ought to be another place for a team. I think Vancouver would be better. All yeah. the Montreal people are going to hate me for that, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I hear about the Stu, uh, Stewie Sternberg lawsuit in the city of Tampa and my buddy down there in uh, uh, near Miami, uh, Judge Lou Schiff from Baseball oh, yeah. and the Law. Um, you know, I think uh, he uh, sent me uh, some documents. I read them over, and I'm like, I don't know. I think I think Tampa wants wants the team, and I think if you put them in a good spot, that's not a crapple like uh, Travacana Field. I've been there; it's a dump. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, you'll be all right. You saw the turnout of Dunedin. You guys can just rent out Dunedin for the year. There you go. <laughs> I like that. We we probably have better parking and travel too oh yeah uh, yeah oh uh, no but well brent i want to thank you buddy is there any other uh topics that you think are, are essential that we haven't covered today no you did a great job i appreciate it mark and uh you know for your listeners that uh, want to hear me ramble on about baseball the Carter show uh is out weekly uh usually sundays and we have uh guests and uh you know this weekend we're gonna celebrate the canadian baseball hall of fame you know, all right canadian baseball hall of fame in st mary's ontario uh, happens the day before Father's Day uh, every year, and uh, this will be the second year in a row that the Hall of Fame has not been able to do an induction due to COVID. So uh, what I'd like to do in the off season is uh, host a uh, series called the Baseball in Canada series. Essentially, we uh, take a deep dive in the topics that, you know, surround Canadian baseball. And, uh, you know, they're a little bit Blue Jays centric, but uh, we're going to do kind of a deep dive into the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, my co-host Dave Glasser and I were going to talk about our top five inductees. We're going to talk about our five people who uh, should be in the Hall of Fame that are not at the moment. And uh, you, we're going to look down the line ten years, and uh, you know we're going to predict five people maybe who should be, who will be in the Hall of Fame. And uh, Scott Crawford, the director of the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame, has been on my podcast, good friend of the show, many times. He's a great guy, and. Uh, uh, I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a great discussion to be had, and I hope everybody has the opportunity to listen. Brent, I can't thank you enough. And, folks, if you haven't listened in the past, you do need to go there. And again, that is Brent Cardi and The Cardi Show, covering the Blue Jays and obviously a lot more. I'm looking forward to hearing more about the Canadian Hall of Fame show that you've got coming up. Brent, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited about you guys with the Blue Jays. And, again, thank you for being here today. It's been a great show here on Baseball Biz, having you. It's we ever now and then we actually get somebody besides me rattling what's inside my head. So thank you again, Brent, for coming today. Yeah, my pleasure, Mark. Anytime. And remember to check out Brent Cardi on his podcast, The Cardi Show, and that's T H E Cardi C A R D Y Show, The Cardi Show. Thanks again to listen to yet another episode of Baseball Biz. And we look forward to talking with you again real soon. Special thanks to X-Tape RUX for the music rocking forward. <laughs>